phantasm. You're gonna get it, bitch. Igor Christ here at the Phantasm Podcast. We have the honor of speaking with Miguel Nunez Jr. How you doing? How are you, brother? I'm doing awesome, man. It's an honor to have you. I really appreciate you uh, coming on. My pleasure. 
Yeah, this is awesome. We're both huge fans. Uh, if you want to uh, get started, talk to us a little bit about how you got started uh, acting, if you would. Oh, God, I was homeless when I first started acting. Uh, wow. I was ran away from home. I got a job. I ran away from home and came to California with three bologna sandwiches and, and two dollars in my pocket when I got to California. Wow. I just came dream. I thought I was going to be an actor. That's all I ever said. So, um, and um, and that's how I started. I was actually on a bus when I first got my first audition. Wow. And um, yeah, and um, I was homeless when I got my first movie, Return of the Living Dead, when I did Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I was all I was also homeless when I did that Friday Thirteen and Return of the Living Dead. I was homeless when I did those movies. Wow! But I was looking, I was living in the street, living out at the Union Rescue Mission, and um, I ran away from home to North Carolina, from North Carolina to be an actor. So I actually I was on a bus once and I got a um, and they were getting ready to have a cattle call, which was a um, you know anybody can audition. So I jumped right. on the bus, I got in line, and I actually got the lead in the commercial. That's how I got my first. Job. It's unbelievable. So you were just really yeah. determined. You knew even then that's hey, what you from, wanted to do. From the, day, from the day I could speak, my mother said all I ever talked about was being an actor. <laughs> when I was when I when I was um when I was like she said three or four, she's fake, and I told her when I become a movie star, I'm talking about you nothing. <laughs> every, every day of my life, I said I was going to become an actor. So when I graduated from school, I ran away from home. And I got my first check. I graduated in. June, July, August, September, October. I, I got here in October. So I, I left right away. I didn't wait. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that every fiber of my being it was going to happen. Right. Every day of my life. I had a Hollywood, I used to call me Hollywood in high school because all I talked about was going to Hollywood. Sure. Well, hey, you did it, man. And that's uh, very inspiring, actually. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. I mean, people go through that much trouble to do make their dreams happen. I think that's very inspirational. Oh, you don't even know what I went through, dude. I was living in the trash, eating out of the trash. I had to wake up with lights on me. Had to go get sprayed. Damn. Weeks without eating, sleeping on a park bench. But I, uh, even with, you know, uh, even going through every bit of that, I still 100% knew it was going to happen. Right. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's very... Very hardcore to go through all that to see your dreams happen. That's incredibly inspirational. It, even to us hearing that, then that's very inspirational. Yeah, and, 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 and I always say to our kids too, man. Nobody in my entire life, no one ever said I could do what I what I said I would do. No one ever. Everybody, everybody told me it's absolutely impossible. How you gonna act? You poor, you black, live in North Carolina on a farm. There's like thousand actors in New York, Chicago, L.A., and in the Union on TV. Got agents, lawyers, managers. How are you gonna do it? I said, I don't care. I guarantee you, it's gonna happen. Then <laughs> once I got away to California, I was living on the street, living downtown L.A. on the streets. I was saying the same thing. I'm gonna be a movie star. How are you gonna make it? You're living in the street. You're poor. I heard the same thing. I didn't need anybody to encourage me. And, and that's why I tell people, you don't need anybody to believe in your dream, but you. Too many right. people walk around trying to get people hooked on their dream and, and, and believe in their dream. You believe in it enough, everybody else will. That's true. Yeah, that's it Amen, is. Man, dude. Well, let's talk about. Uh, we'll do Friday the Thirteenth first. We'll talk about that. What? Uh, how did that come about for you? Yes, Friday Thirteenth. What about it? Uh, how did it come about for you? Did you? Uh, you know, how did you? I got an audition. Like I said, that was an early out. I was still homeless. I ended up getting auditions. Then I got an audition my 
first audition came from, you know, just jumping off a bus and going in a park. That's how yeah. I got my agent. And that was like the first audition he sent me on. I really, all I knew about 513 was a big franchise. I didn't know what an impact it Right. I was just happy to go on audition with him. He said, you got it. I was like, hey, I'm going to be in the horror movie. Right. <laughs> I never realized it. And I always said when I got to California, the first thing I wanted to do was horror movie. Right. And then, so, uh, what happened next when you got the... Got the part. Oh, I got that, and then Return to the Living Dead was the second audition, and then I boom, I got that too, and then that started everything. <laughs> right. Years later, then I got on Tour of Beauty, which was a Vietnam show on CBS. Awesome. Yeah, show. I watched it as a kid. I love that show. And that was it. Everything else just started happening from there. It's awesome. And you talk a little bit about uh, well, Friday Thirteenth, your other cast and stuff. Did you make you know friends? I really loved Shavar Ross's Reggie was great, and yeah, I still talk to him every day. Um, awesome. Uh, but Mark Venturini was my man. I loved Mark. Yeah, he's great. Him and you know, Suicide, of course. And the yeah. late and great. He's he's awesome. What what was it like uh, working with him? What was your relationship? Oh no, we were really tight. Awesome. We were really tight. Yes. Um. But um. Yeah. Uh, Savar was cool. And like I said, it was my first movie, so I was just I was just in awe. Now, how old were you when you were uh, in that film? Oh, I think I was like 19, 17, 18, 19, one of them. Oh, wow. I remember seeing it at the theater, and it was the, you know, the, the beginning of it, the, the thing with Corey Feldman, and I guess that was shot not even on the same set where you all shot the film, I think. They shot in, like, his backyard or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. How'd you know that? Watching my nerdy documentaries and stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he was filming The Goonies on, it was like his off day, and yeah. he came and did that cameo or something. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I always thought the 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 scene it's I watched it so many times on VHS growing up as a kid with it where you're you're in that porta potty. Wow, it was it was fun though. Oh, it had to be. Those movies are they, they try to do that stuff now, and it just doesn't seem like it works. Those movies are so. Wait, Oh, you're good. Oh, no, it's just it's just so much fun. It looked like everybody was having fun on that the set of that. It's, was it was that a long shoot for Friday the Thirteenth? Were you guys there a long time? And where did yes, you? Yes, we were. It, it, we was actually how they did it was. Um, where where did you guys actually? Where was that shot at Friday the Five? Uh, we they shot it up in the top of um, Mulholland Drive where they shoot them all. Oh, okay. And this is and, and this is how they did it. They had several. When I was there, they had me being killed in one area and another person with another, or Jason being killed in another area and another Jason. So we all just worked long enough to be killed. <laughs> and we were, we were all, yeah, so. Wow. We were sitting at lunch with three or four Jasons, and they would, that's how they did it, so they saved money. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it made it all back. It was like, uh, budget was like, you know, two-something, and they made, I know it was like the lowest, you know, the lowest, uh, grossing movie of them but you know when you go back and watch it now it's it's really awesome people just didn't like the whole it's not really Jason thing I guess that's why right. I didn't sell but honestly that's my one of my favorites I just love the the halfway house thing and they all just kind of get murdered in the house and stacked up you know it's I thought that was pretty the crazy pretty woman and the her kid on the motorcycle that was, <laughs> that was my favorite that was, that, was, that was my favorite character in the whole movie he was awesome. And then when he got his head chopped off. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's one, that's one of my favorite. He was my favorite in the movie. Him with that crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carol and something. I can't remember her, her yeah. name. But she was a good actress. Oh, yeah. 
And the movie's a lot of fun. I always that one always stuck to me as a kid. Uh, out of all the other ones, and especially your part and your relationship with Reggie and stuff was really cool to me. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how many fans that movie still have to this day. Oh yeah. I, I, we didn't know the impact this film would have this many years later, but it's amazing. It's truly amazing. And then uh, and Return of the Living Dead, the same thing. That was my oh, second, yeah. first, five, first and second. Oh yeah. Then talk a little bit about Return of the Living Dead. Um, Return of the Living Dead. Was, oh, yeah. I think Return of the Living Dead was the first movie because I know I was still homeless when I did that movie. I remember right. going to work every day. It was a long way from my house. One day I had an accident. My car broke. My tire bent, but I still had to get to work. So I went flying down the street for about 20 miles going, <laughs> <laughs> So Return of the Living Dead, was that something you saw and you went and trot out for it? No, I, I, no yeah, 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 I got an audition for that one. Your uh, favorite part of Return of the Living Dead, Corey and I watched the, that new Scream Factory. I, I got him recently for his uh, birthday, late birthday present. We were watching it. He was right. saying how much we enjoy you in the film. It's, it's fucking great. I mean, my favorite part of it. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was fun on the set. We became like a family because we were together so long. It was like a family. We all were young and we, we were just having fun it was all just fun your, your scene with Linnea Quigley on top of the where she's on top of the tombstone sticks in my head <laughs> like permanently when I think about that film oh yeah that was you know I, I didn't even know a girl could be naked in a movie at the time I was blown away <laughs> that scene just resonates for me That's I always thought that was so awesome of course she's gorgeous too so no, it was it was shot at night in a real graveyard where we had to sit in. It was fun. It was a graveyard. It was it was weird because we it was just we were like partying. It was like yeah, I remember you left some kids loose in a graveyard and we were shooting the big and funny doing the film. Right. It's pretty awesome. It just seems like there was where I was having fun. Was that was that a long shoot for Return of the Living Dead? It was a very long shoot. Probably about three months. Oh wow. Yeah. Were you all shooting in the summer? Or was it the fall or? Uh, it was kind of the fall because I remember when, at one point when she was on that thing talking, she could see some little, uh, you know, that fog stuff coming out of our breath. So I remember it being kind of fall. Oh, okay. But it was never really cold. Right. And uh, what was your your mindset to get into the role and stuff with everything going on? Did you just? Uh, I don't know. I didn't know anything about that. All I knew was just do the do the role. It's definitely well executed. You did a really good job. Yeah, it, we had a. It was um, I, like I said, it was my first job, so I didn't really. All I did was get out there and do it. Right. I didn't really about how to prepare and all of that stuff. I didn't know any of that stuff. All I know is I'm gonna be this character. When I'm scared, I'm gonna be scared, and when I'm fighting, I'm gonna be fighting. And I just played it real, so right. I didn't really, I didn't really have any kind of technique, especially because I'd never taken an acting class or anything, so I didn't know anything wow. about all that. It's awesome. You'd never know it watching it. No. Well, that's kind of the best way, though. If you don't really know any of that stuff, you only do what's real. So I didn't have any teachings to kind of hinder me. I just played it real, and that's always the key. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it seemed, seemed very natural whenever it was happening, and uh, definitely made for a memorable character. And, you know, still to this day, I think Return of Living Dead just gets bigger and better, you know, somehow. Um, I, I, I've never seen a movie that that audience hasn't been shot over 20, 30 years ago and the audience continues to grow by thousands. It's yeah. just crazy. 
I don't understand it. I mean, we never knew that this film would happen. We didn't know what we were doing. We were just doing crazy horror movies, zombie movie, and that's all we knew. Right. We never knew that. I mean, thousands of people flying in from Europe to meet you. It's just crazy. Wow. What was it like working with Dan O'Bannon? Dan O'Bannon was the nicest guy, one of the nicest people ever. And I didn't know he had that girl. He wrote Aliens. Yeah. Been all over. But, uh, yeah, he was a weird guy. He's kind of weird. <laughs> weird sure. Kind of weird guy, but I love him because he let us do anything we wanted to do. Right. Anything we wanted to do, he would let you do. Uh, let me. <laughs> 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 well, it's, it's the Your scenes are flawlessly executed. and I, I wanted to ask you, what... What was it like, uh, the the tar man, the zombie in it? Did, what did you think of that? Oh, man. And can, you imagine, can you believe how famous he got just from that? Um, I, I thought it was brilliantly. He, he, they wanted a contortionist. Right. And that's why he was a contortionist. Really? So when he walked, but yes, he was a contortionist, and that's how he got the job. So they wanted somebody to walk like they were broken up, like their body was broken, and he was brilliant. Oh, yeah. And, and the funny thing about it, he, he's a... He's like a guy who loves to make jokes. So every time he would have that suit on, he would do dances and stupid stuff and <laughs> and, and play around a lot with that suit on. So it, it was really fun. I never knew that Tar Man would become so famous. <laughs> yeah, Corey actually has a figure of it here we're looking at right now <laughs> in the living room. Yeah, so. I, I thought the thing. I thought I'd get one of those. <laughs> I'm going on from a convention, and uh, you recently just did a... Uh, Return of Living Dead reunion uh, in Louisville, I believe, in Kentucky. Uh, you want to talk yeah. about that? Yeah, that was that, that was awesome. Yeah, that was Dan O'Bannon. We did a lot of tribute to Dan O'Bannon in that as well. So it was a lot. Of, I can't. That's why I was saying I just can't believe fans are just they're so loyal and dedicated to this movie. Dress up like us, and, <laughs> and then somebody made doll. Somebody made a doll of each character. I'm trying my best to get it. Wow. That's great. I went to one of the reunions, but you weren't at the one. Which, uh, how many of the reunions at the conventions have you been a part of? Well, I've missed, I missed most of them. I've been to a few of them, but I've probably missed more. Wait, I've probably missed three times more than I've gone. Right. Because I was always busy. And, that, and, and then when I do go, it's like so, I get so many people because they go, Oh, man, everybody was there except you. Everybody was there except you. Everybody was there except you. <laughs> right. Right. And I found out there were people that flew in from New York, Chicago, LA, all over just to get my stuff and they wow. were so hurt. But I had an emergency, I had delayed, but yeah. Wow. Plane tickets, hotels, I felt bad. So I, <laughs> I actually but I actually signed uh a hundred posters and photos and told them that everybody that asked for me to give it to them free. Awesome. Oh wow, that's awesome. And they gave it all away. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. The Days of the Dead? Yeah. Awesome. We'll actually be at that. Oh, yeah? I, I may be there, too. I'm not sure yet. Maybe during a movie, so... I don't know. Well, if you're there, we'll definitely stop by and say hi. Absolutely. Take the pictures and all that. Hell, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Wanna, go ahead, Corey. I'm sorry. Um, 
want to ask you, Don Calfa, aside from you, is my other favorite in that film as, uh, you know, um, what, what was your, what was it like working with him? I love Calfa. Calfa, I, I actually used to, I actually used to go to um, his house. Wow. Um, I used to go to his house because we drank scotch and smoked weed and then Don Calfa was, actually, he's the only person ever, I probably went to his house 10 times after we were wrapped because we smoked and drank. That's and I really like and he loves to talk. <laughs> He's a very nice guy. I uh, met him at one of the reunions, and he was just fantastic dude. I mean, you know. He is wanted to ask you about some other stuff you've done. What was it like working uh, or uh, in Action Jackson, uh, Carl Weathers? Uh, well, Carl, had, I, Carl, Carl Weathers, when I first did that movie, Carl, I, I didn't even know, you know, I didn't know anything about anybody. Okay. Carl Weathers. But that was one, that was one of the first things. I, I was homeless when I did that as well. And as, actually, I was, uh, they were shooting downtown and I would be come around and, and steal food when they had their food. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. That's crazy. Uh, Harlem Knotts, did you get the uh, pleasure of talking to Mr. Richard Pryor? Oh, yeah, I talked to Richard Pryor a lot. Oh, that, my favorite comedian, That's hands awesome. down. Yeah, I used to hang out with Richard Pryor back in the day. I like Richard. That's, that's amazing. That's really cool. I, I mean, you got... That movie has such a great cast. I, Eddie and, and, and Richard and, of course, uh, uh, oh, Lord, uh, why am I not thinking? Uh, Sanford's son. I can't think of his name. Uh, Red Fox. Thank you. Awesome. How was that? Red Fox. Red Fox is crazy. Red Fox is coked out 90% of the time on that movie. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> was Eddie cool? Always, oh, yeah. And he would always get mad because somebody would have more lines than him. That's why, if you notice the film, he would always <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, jumping around here, uh, Street Fighter was, what was that, Jean-Claude Van Damme? How, what was that like? That was an amazing shot in Australia. Six months on that movie in Australia. Oh, uh, wow. Van Damme was crazy. Uh, but it was good. It was fun. Me and Van Geek. I know you're talking. Andrew uh, yeah. Bernarski. Andrew Bernarski. Mm-hmm. Just talked to him yesterday. Just sent me a picture of his daughter. Wow, well, that's cool. It was his birthday, birthday. But um, yeah, me and him, we uh, had our um, room right next to each other. So me and Andrew became really close friends the entire shoot. Awesome. And then we always, but it was really fun. It was a lot of fun. I didn't really hang out with anybody but Andrew, and uh, that was it on that film. And and uh, and um, what's her name? The singer. She hung out with us a lot. Oh, uh, I hear you. Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Yeah, that's oh. awesome. 
the Madonna here, yeah. What? She wants to hang out with us a lot. That's so awesome. Uh, kind of. It was a fun two, four months. I had to learn karate. I had to go to karate. I think my body was in the best shape in the history of my body's ever been in. That's that's pretty cool. Six months, that's a long shoot, too. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. So, and then kind of jump around, jump, kind of go backwards here a sec. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about uh, Tour of Duty? What was that like working, you know, for a network and being on a show? And Well, I was, I was like, uh, I think, 19 on my own, making money, living in Hawaii. Nice. I was, I was, started out making $10,500 a week the first year. I was young. I was on a TV series. I didn't think any further than that. Right. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Oh, I was on a TV show. I was making money. I was literally in Hawaii because we shot in Hawaii. So that's, that's the most I thought of it because I didn't have these, these regular, typical industry thoughts, you know, like craft and, you know, and the network. I didn't know anything about that. I was just, I had a job and it was on TV and that's all I did. Right. <laughs> well, I watched it. I remember I, watching I, it. I, I was really... I think the night seventy eight the night I guess, I guess word. Yeah. Being naive, I think that helped a lot. Oh, I'm sure. I didn't I didn't take nothing serious. I didn't if I didn't get an audition it was oh yeah which is rare. I didn't get audition didn't care one second, kept it rolling. I'd be out of the office quicker than I came in, on to the next one. It was just a fun time. It's it's a great show. I really liked it. I was uh, I had an uncle that was in Vietnam, so we used to watch it together uh, when I was growing up. And I, I was really surprised when they put it out on DVD initially. I know that the soundtrack was missing. They put all this electronic keyboard stuff in it. Have you seen this? I think that was the most disgusting, disgusting thing. It took, it took away from the show. The half the show. Yeah, it did. It was the most oh, I know. They ruined it with that. I know they put that stupid electronic crap over it because they didn't want to pay the rights for the music. I know. I totally agree with you. Well, what happened was they failed to make a deal with Motown because our show had a deal with Motown. Right. Every song on with Motown. So we had a deal with Motown. That's why you had all those good songs. Right. But they failed, they failed to make that deal with Motown. But there is another set uh, that they put out a whole other Tour of Duty set that they put out. Not the one, the first one, another one that came out. And I think some guys in Europe did it. Okay. All, all the seasons. And they have the news. So they, I guess they went and made the deal. Oh, that's right. awesome. Yeah, because the Sony ones that I had bought had all that weird keyboard shit in it. <laughs> yeah, no, I bought the, I got the first, I bought when it ran out, bought the first one and they had that shitty music. And then I got approached <laughs> by somebody online that said, we're putting out a new DVD set, we want to send you on, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I already got it. And this shitty music I don't like. He said, oh, no, no, we got the original music. And I was like, wow. So I said, what the hell? Yeah. So I got it. Yeah, so there is, a, there is another version. But you're right. The music was, I don't know. Why did this take away from the show? Yeah, it, do, it does. It ruins the whole mood of it. It, it defeats all the, you know, the, the artistic. Everybody does how good the show was, how great the actors were, and the music. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's all like. Yeah, it's like Miami Vice. You could, that show without the music in it would be ugh. Absolutely. <laughs> you got to have the music with that. I mean, I, I love that. I remember watching it religiously on CBS as a kid. But yeah, it was such. You did such a great job with it. I just wanted to mention that. Uh, All right. Yeah. Talk about uh, Joanna Man. 
Oh, what about Guana Man? Guana Man was one of my favorite projects. Such a great film. Probably one of the hardest ones I've ever done because the makeup process was so long. Right. I had to walk around in heels for so damn long. <laughs> I just don't understand women do it. Right. And the makeup ball thing, you never really get it off all. I never really got it all. It was just, it was so hard. And I always wonder why women take so long to get dressed. And I used to always complain to my wife at the time, like, get dressed, takes so damn long. But after doing that movie, I never complain again because I swear, they have to look trees, curl, style, roll, match. It was just, it was a horrible. <laughs> it was fun, but it was a horrible experience. Right. Yeah, I remember seeing it, and I didn't know it was you from Return of the Living Dead, because of course that's where I saw you first. And then when I saw Joanna Man, it didn't click for the longest time that that was you. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, that's a spider from Return of the Living Dead in this in this movie. It's like it was a pretty big film when I was growing up. So, um, yeah, I didn't make the connection for the for the longest time until I watched it again. Okay. Oh, oh okay. That's crazy. Uh, my, my girlfriend's in here and she said the only movie she ever seen me in is Juana Man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, we, and we've been together five years. Right. Really? Well, congratulations. She ain't never seen Juana. Wow. She's got to watch Return of the Living Dead. Then when she's dancing, she'll realize why you go, yeah. Yeah, you can do the. (laughs) (laughs) That's still my favorite part, hands down. Uh, You want to talk a little bit about uh, Black Dynamite? I love that movie. Black Dynamite? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I played more bitches. Yeah, bitches. And Michael Jai White's fucking awesome. Black It's a big cartoon on uh, Adult Swim, or it was anyway. It was a cartoon of it too, which is pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, I'm gonna have to go into a meeting here at 10:30. So I'm gonna have to wrap it up. Hi, this is Miguel Nunez. Jim, you guys know me as Spider from Return of the Living Dead, and you are listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Awesome, awesome, man. Hey, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I really appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll stay in touch and maybe see you. Uh, in Atlanta, hopefully. That'd be great. Um, you got it, brother. I look forward to it. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Hey, you have a great one. You too, guys. Right, Take later. care.
Coming soon from Phantasm. Herbert West is not just your ordinary doctor. Others dare not dream what we are about to do. He intends to make medical history. This is no longer about just reanimating the dead. With the help of Daniel Kane. It's never gonna work. It's gonna be uncontrollably spastic. And a few select friends. West took my body, but he cannot take my mind. He's about to bring his dream to life. And God created one. Someone old. What's dead is dead. Someone new. It is some kind of joke, right, man? How dare you judge my work? Someone borrowed. Who is she? Someone blue. This morbid doodling with human body parts. Is this what it's all about? Something so shocking, it must be true. There is my creation. Take a note of it, Dan. Reject. Just an assembly of dead tissue. H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator 2. <laughs> Are we having fun yet? <laughs> Check local newspaper for show times. The night of the formal is finally here. For Chris, Cindy, and JC. It's going to be the best night of their lives. But tonight is also the night of the creeps. From a world unknown comes a nightmare unimagined. First, they are under you, around you, on you, and then 
inside you. And get into your mouth, and you walk around while they incubate, even if you're dead. They are a new breed of terror. Freak! They are a different kind of horror. Zombies, exploding heads, creepy crawlies. We could have a little problem. The creeps are taking over. Oh, I got good news and bad news, girl. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. You have never had a night like this. Night of the creeps. If you scream, you're dead. Can you fight the fear? Can you stand the suspense? Can you take the terror of Witchboard? Witchboard. Rated R. Twentieth Century Fox invites you to join the boys and girls of Sigma Phi for their annual New Year's Eve party. This year is a masquerade on wheels, and the person behind you could be your best friend or the last person you see on Earth. Experience the most terrifying ride of your life on the Terror Train. Rated R. Starts October 3rd at a selected theater near you.